Section 34 of The Glories of Ireland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Olson Fytak, Los Angeles. The Glories of Ireland, edited by Joseph Dunn and P. J. Lennox. Section 34. The Irish Theatre by Joseph Holloway. The Irish theatre and secular drama may be said to begin with the production of James Shirley's historical play St. Patrick for Ireland in Werborough Street Theatre about 1636-7. to And although Dublin was a great school for acting, and supplied many of the best players to the English stage, such as Quinn, Macklin, Peg Woofington, Miss O'Neill, and hosts of others, it never really possessed a creative theatre, save at the Capel Street Theatre for a few years during the Grattan Parliament, until the modern movement in Ireland came into being and the Abbey Theatre became its headquarters. Of course, innumerable plays by irish writers were written but most of them were not distinctively irish in character and the names of goldsmith sheridan o'keefe farquhar sheridan knowles oscar wilde and dozens of others will always be remembered as great irish writers for the stage and when fine impersonators of irish character like tyrone power john drew or Barney Williams arrived, there were always to be found several clever writers to fit them with parts, the demand always creating the supply. Even before Dion Boucicault took to writing Irish dramas of a more palatable and less stage Irish character than those of his immediate predecessors, some excellent plays, Irish in character and tone, had from time to time found their way to the stage. However, Boussicault sweetened our stage by the production of the Colleen Baum, Arana Pogue, the Chagrin, and showed by his rollicking impersonations of Miles, Sean, and Con, how good-humoured, hearty, and self-sacrificing Irish boys in humble life can be. He had great technical knowledge of stagecraft, and that has helped to make his Irish plays live and the popular goodwill right up to today. A revolt against Boussicault's Irish boys, all fun and frolic, and charming Colleen's, who could do no wrong, has made our modern playwrights go to the other extreme, so that now we find our stage peopled with peasants, cruel, hard, and forbidding for the most part, and with Colleen's, who are the reverse of lovable in thought or act. Neither picture is quite true of our people. What is really wanted is the happy medium, which few, if any, of our new playwrights have yet given us. If our great popular Irish drama has yet to come, I think the phase have made it possible to say that a distinct and really fine dramatic school has arisen in Ireland and evolved out of their wonderful skill in teaching, producing, and acting. 
and if we are not always really delighted with what our playwrights give us the almost perfect way in which the plays are served up by the actors invariably wholly satisfies it is the actors who have made the abbey theatre famous and not the plays such acting as theirs cast a spell over all who see them what pleasing memories do the names of w g fay frank j fay dudley diggs sarah allgood arthur sinclair mayor o'neill mayor nishuilabach j m kerrigan fred o'donovan eileen o'doherty una o'connor ethne mcgee nora desmond and john connolly recall with the production of w b yeats's poetic one-act play the land of heart's desire at the avenue theatre london on march twenty ninth eighteen ninety four began the modern irish dramatic movement when the poet had tasted the joys of the footlights he longed to see an irish literary theatre realized in ireland five years later in the ancient concert rooms dublin on may ninth eighteen ninety nine his play the countess kathleen was produced and his desire gratified the experiment was tried for three years and then dropped plays by yeats edward martin george moore and alice milligan were staged with english trained actors in the casts and a gaelic play the first ever presented in a theatre in ireland was also given during the third season it was the twisting of the rope by dr douglas hyde and was played at the gaiety theatre dublin on october twenty first nineteen o one by a gaelic amateur dramatic society coached by w g fay the author filled the principal part with distinction it was while rehearsing this play that the thought came to fay why not have my little company of irish-born actors the ormond dramatic society appear in plays by irish writers instead of in the ones they have been giving for years and the thought soon ripened into realization his brother frank had dreamed of such a company since he read of the small beginnings out of which the norwegian theatre had grown and just then seeing some of a's george russell's play deirdre in the all ireland review he asked the author if he would allow them to produce it and consent being given the company put it into rehearsal at once a got for them from yeats kathleen nihulehan to make up the programme thus it was that this company of amateurs and poets now known as the abbey players came into existence and at st Teresa's hall clarendon street dublin gave their first performance on april second nineteen o two shortly afterwards they took a hall at the back of a shop in camden street where they rehearsed and gave a few public performances on a declining to be their president frank fay suggested the name of w b yeats and he was elected and in that way came again into the movement in which he has figured so largely ever since 
the company played occasionally in the molesworth hall and produced there among other pieces sings in the shadow of the glen october eighth nineteen o three and riders to the sea february twenty fifth nineteen o four yeats's the hourglass march fourteenth nineteen o three and the king's threshold october eighth nineteen o three lady gregory's twenty five march fourteenth nineteen o three and padre colum's broken soil december third nineteen o three on march twenty sixth nineteen o four the company paid a flying one-day visit to the royalty london and miss a e f horniman who had given shaw yeats and dr john todhunter their first real start as playwrights at the avenue london in march april eighteen ninety four shaw had had his first play widower's houses played by the independent theatre in eighteen ninety two saw the performance and was so impressed that she thought she would like to find a suitable home for such talent in dublin and fixed upon the old mechanics institute and its surrounding buildings and there the abbey theatre soon afterwards on december twenty seventh nineteen o four came into existence in writing of this irish dramatic movement one must always bear in mind that it was yeats who first conceived the idea of such a movement the fays who founded the school of irish acting and miss horniman who like a fairy godmother waved the wand and gave it a habitation and a name the abbey theatre and endowed it for six years play followed play with great rapidity and dramatic societies sprang up all over the country playing home-made productions in gaelic and english all ireland seemed to be play-acting and play-writing so much so that frank fay was heard to say that he thought everyone had a play in his pocket and that anyone in the street could be picked up and shaped into an actor or actress with a little training ireland was so teeming with talent dramatic ireland had slumbered for a long while and awoke with tremendous vigour for work new dramatists sprang up in all parts of ireland the ulster literary theatre started in belfast the cork dramatic society in cork the theatre of ireland in dublin and others in galway and waterford soon followed in dublin at present more than half a dozen dramatic societies are continually producing new plays and discovering new acting talent there are also two gaelic dramatic societies and nearly every town in ireland now has its own dramatic class and its own dramatists all this activity has come about within the last ten or twelve years where before in many places drama and acting were almost unknown many gaelic societies throughout the country put on gaelic plays by dr douglas hyde pierce beasley thomas haynes canon peter o'leary and others and the oerechtas the gaelic musical and literary festival held each year in dublin usually presents several irish plays and offers prizes for new ones at each festival 
of all the irish playwrights who have arisen in recent years lady gregory has produced most and w b yeats is the most poetic he is more a lyric poet than a dramatist and is never satisfied with his work for the stage but keeps eternally chopping and changing it his kathleen nihulahan though a dream play always appeals to an audience of irish people perhaps his one act deirdre is the nearest approach to real drama he has done some of lady gregory's earlier one-act farces such as the workhouse ward are very amusing the rising of the moon is a little dramatic gem and the gale gate is touched with genuine tragedy singh wrote only one play riders to the sea that acts well the others are admired by critics for the strangeness of their diction and the beauty of the nature pictures scattered through them his much discussed playboy of the western world has become famous for the rows it has created at home and abroad from its very first production on january twenty sixth nineteen o seven william boyle who gets to the heart of those he writes about has produced the most popular play of the movement in the eloquent dempsey and a perfectly constructed one in the building fund w f casey's two plays the man who missed the tide and the suburban groove are both popular and actable padre colum's plays the land and broken soil the latter rewritten and renamed the fiddler's house are almost idyllic scenes of country life lennox robinson's plays are harsh in tone but dramatically effective and t c murray's birthright and maurice hart are fine dramas well constructed and full of true knowledge of the people he writes about Shomas O'Kelly has written two strong dramas in The Schuler's Child and The Bribe, and Shomas O'Brien, one of the funniest Irish farces ever staged in duty. R. J. Ray's play, The Casting Out of Martin Whelan, is the best this dramatist has as yet given us, and George Fitzmaurice's The Country Dressmaker has the elements of good drama in it st john g Irvine has written a very human drama in mixed marriage he hails from the north of ireland but rutherford maine is the best of the northern playwrights and his plays the drone and the turn of the road are splendid homely county down comedies bernard shaw's john bull's other island as irish plays go is a fine specimen canon hannay has written two successful comedies eleanor's enterprise and general john reagan the latter not wholly to the taste of the people of the west james stevens and jane barlow have also tried their hands at playwriting with but moderate success perhaps the modern drama that made the most impression when first played was the heatherfield by edward martin 
it gripped and remains a lasting memory with all who saw it in 1899. But I think I have written enough to show that the Irish theatre of today is in a very alive condition, and that if the great national dramatist has not yet arrived, he is sure to emerge. When that time comes, the actors are here, ready to interpret such work to perfection. An article, however brief, on the Irish theatre would be incomplete without mention of the world-famous tragedians John Edward McCullough, Lawrence Patrick Barrett, and Barry Sullivan, of genial comedians like Charles Sullivan and Hubert O'Grady, of sterling actors like Sheil Barry, John Brogham, Leonard Boyne, J. D. Beveridge, and Thomas Nerney, or of operatic artists like Dennis O'Sullivan and Joseph O'Mara, many of whom have passed away, but some, fortunately, are with us still. References John Genist Some Account of the English Stage from the Restoration to 1830, 1832 Volume 10 is devoted to the Irish Stage. Chetwood General History of the Stage more particularly of the Irish Theatre, Dublin, 1749. Malloy, Romance of the Irish Stage. Baker, Biografia Dramatica, Dublin, 1782. Hitchcock, An Historical View of the Irish Stage from its Earliest Period Down to the Season of 1788. Doran, Their Majesty's Servants, or Annals of the English Stage, London, 1865. Hughes, The Pre-Victorian Drama in Dublin. The History of the Theatre Royal, Dublin, Dublin, 1870. Levy and O'Rourke, Annals of the Theatre Royal, Dublin, 1880. O'Neill, Irish Theatrical History, Dublin, 1910. Brown, A Guide to Books on Ireland, Dublin, 1912. Lawrence, The Abbey Theatre, in the Weekly Freeman, Dublin, December, 1912. Origin of the Abbey Theatre, in Sinn Féin, Dublin, February 14, 1914. Vagant, Irish Plays and Playwrights, London, 1913. Lady Gregory, Our Irish Theatre, London, 1914. Bourgeois, John M. Singh and the Irish Theatre, London, 1913. Moore, Hail and Farewell, Three Volumes, London, 1911. 1914. Asmore, The Ulster Literary Theatre, in The Lady of the House, Dublin, November 15, 1913. The Reviews, Beltane, 1899-1900, to and Samhain, 1901-1903.
End of section number 34